Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Pro Wrestling Now and More with your host, Magic Mike Ferrara, episode number 106.
hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody's great. Tonight we have a great show lined up for you. I have Brandon Ashworth is going to be calling up because we're going to talk some business tonight. He's got a wrestling card that you don't want to miss. You know, here um here every every uh everybody's geared up for wrestling all over and uh Brandon's got a great card we're going to be talking tonight about and uh I can't wait. It should be very interesting the lineup that he has, the the wrestling card that he has. Uh so so yeah, so let's uh you know, let's get into that. Uh it's live uh pro wrestling live on Friday night, October sixth. And it's uh it's at the Pickley Wiggly, one oh one Roosevelt Boulevard, Eleanor, West Virginia. Free event. Um we're gonna be see you're gonna you go, you're going to be seeing the uh RXMCW legend and superstar champion Rock and Roll Express Hall of Famer Ricky Morton versus Death Falcon Zero. Um, also an XMCW Appalachian Ladies Championship The Demon Yasha versus Gunder Kitty as seen on WWE TV. Also, you'll see Smokey C, uh, Daredevil, uh, Kirk Blackman, Casey King, uh, Dane Bramage, <laughs> Johnny Magnum, The Mass Freak, and more. Plus a Halloween scramble match and a weapons match. That's awesome. Weapons match. Is that like a Staten Island street fight? Some promo, some local promotion is actually promoting a Staten Island street fight, <laughs> and I don't even think the the guy lives in Staten Island. The guy lives in Jersey. Uh, Staten Island street fight. That's 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 independent wrestling for you. Let's have a Staten Island street fight tonight, ladies and gentlemen, right here at this promotion. Uh. Local promotion. I, I I should say local. I should say local promotion that doesn't have a clue. That's what I would. That's what I how I would categorize it. Local promotion with no clue. Uh, last week and 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 this is a funny. I, I'm not going to mention the local promotions name because they're not worth mentioning. It. I'll just say this. Every Thursday night, this local promotion. They do a two-man live, and they go live, and they talk about stuff. They talk about about promotional stuff, and they they you know berate wrestlers. They talk down about people. They're they're like bullies, if you will, and they speak their mind. But but they're good guys, and they should have their own podcast. But anyway, they they were asking opinions about what wrestlers. That the that people would want to see wrestle for their company, so you know, um, you know, being being that I am a good friend of the legendary icon Magic, and I love the guy, I put his name in the hat 
because Magic is a proven winner. And what do I get back? I get back Magic's too old. This certain promoter and I, yes, we did have our problems in the past. And and the other guy, I never dealt with him before. I, I never met the guy in person. I've seen him wrestle, and he could wrestle. He's a good wrestler. But it's just like when, when this guy talks, it's just like you're listening to, to talking. That's basically what it's about. By the way, so he's going on and on and on about, he's telling me about no disrespect to magic and, and stuff. Then at one point he says he's not going to take my suggestions no more. Then another point, the promoter calls me a clown. That's funny. He has the balls and the nerve to call me a clown. And it's like no disrespect to him because I said to him, what does age have to do with it? You know, Magic is an icon. Magic's a legend. Uh, I said it last week on the show with Magic here, but if it wasn't for Magic, there probably wouldn't be all these promotions. There probably wouldn't be all these guys running around. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. Uh, I'm not pissed at the guy, but... I, I don't know. I think calling me a clown crossed the kind of kind of went over the edge a little bit. Like my old days, I would have been pissed off and bar, barred his company and banned his company. But you know what? His company is a good company. You know, I'm not I'm not saying his company's bad. You know, but I, I just think it's a it's a wrong way to go. You know, you don't want to you know you don't want to start off like that. But. I mean, these guys have nothing to do on a Thursday night, so they're going to air their, their grievances with people. But I just think calling me a clown was just ridiculous, and, you know, the promoter should know better. But I, I guess he does whatever. You know, it's a, these guys like to shoot, and they like to sound like they're, they're, they're Taz, and they like to talk silly nonsense stuff. That's, I, I guess that's what the, this whole thing came about from. But anyway, you know, we, we got a pack show, so I'm not going to take up too much time with that. Um, I'm going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we will be talking about pro wrestling. And we'll be talking about football later on, too. Uh, we'll be talking about a lot of things. But we got to pay the bills. Uh, and also, I just want to remind you that this is Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. And uh, this is Pro Wrestling Now and More with Magic Mike Ferrara, episode number 106. Here we go. Commercial time. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives' quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop 
forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin on the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause www.caseyscause.com Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our wacky stores page on Facebook. Okay, everybody, we are back. This is Pro Wrestling Now and more with Magic Mike Ferrara, episode 106. We made it to 106 episodes. Um, I have good news and some bad news. The good news is over the weekend on Wee Wee's Facebook, everybody remembers Coco and Wee Wee. They were good friends. They are good friends of the show, and they're good friends of mine, and they're good friends of the network. Um, they got engaged over the weekend. Well, they didn't. Uh, I would say Wee Wee got engaged over the weekend to her long t- her, her uh, boyfriend, Steve. Uh, you might have remembered the whole story. If you go into the archives, you can listen to the Coco and Wee Wee show. We still have it on the archives. A great show. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to my beautiful friend, Wee Wee. She made it. I'm very happy for her and Steve. Congratulations. Bad news. Uh, one of the best managers in the business died, Bobby the Brain Heenan. We're going to be talking a lot about him. If you want to call up tonight and talk about the brain, uh, 718-508-9883. Um, one, of, uh, one of the guys I used to know, may he rest in peace, Brian Wrestler, he used to call himself Brian the Brain. And I think that was a tribute to Bobby Heenan. But, you know, Bobby, uh, Bobby Heenan passed away. And uh, I'll give you this out of the, um, I'll give you this out of the New York Times. Bobby Heenan, professional wrestler personality, dies at age 72. 
Bobby Heenan, a professional wrestler who was who found greatest success managing other than wrestling and working as quick-witted commentator, becoming one of the most colorful figures in the flamboyant business, died Sunday night in Tampa. He was 72. His death was announced on the WWE website, uh, formerly known as the uh, World Wrestling Federation. Uh, Mr. Heenan, universally known as The Brain, had been treated for throat cancer and other health problems over the years. Mr. Heenan managed a a story of a roster including um, Andre the Giant, Nick Bockwinkle, the Brain Busters, um, King Kong Bundy, uh, Big John Studd. We're going to go, the list goes on, but we're going to go. The uh, wrestler Ric Flair on Twitter called him the greatest manager uh, and one of the greatest announcers in our business. Uh, Raymond Lewis Heenan was born on November 1st, 1944 in Chicago. His father, Robert, was a railroad worker. His mother, Mildred, um, was a hotel manager. So, uh, so him and him and him and Gorilla, Gorilla Monsoon, um, they did prime time wrestling together. They were good together. They worked WrestleManias. They worked um, Royal Rumbles. They worked. Um, Summer Slams, you name it, they worked together. They were great. Um, you, you couldn't ask for a better manager. For the story for me about Bobby Heenan was uh, when Hulk Hogan Hogan uh, was going up against what was called the Heenan family, and they had a special Piper's pit. And Rowdy Piper had, you know, Hulk Hogan on and Jesse Ventura had Andre on, but Andre the Giant came out with Bobby the Brain Heenan. And it was one of the most beautiful ones. But Bobby Heenan was also what we call in the business a bump manager. Bobby Heenan took a lot of bumps. Bobby Heenan took lumps as well. So, But uh, Bobby will be uh, sorely, sorely missed um, you know just saying, I mean, you know, if you're a wrestler and you work with Bobby Heenan, uh, if you're a fan and you are listening to this, 718-508-9883 is the number, I would like to hear from you guys because, you know, the fans had a had, had a big, you know, had a big time in this. Um, the Ultimate Warrior used to draw Heenan around a lot and hurt him. And uh, Bobby uh, was that guy. I remember in WrestleMania five, he was going to wrestle with Red Rooster, and he ended up uh, getting beat up outside the ring um, by the Ultimate Warrior, and then he went into the ring with Rooster, and Rooster beat him in like two seconds. But uh, yep, seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three is the number. It's a Wednesday night tonight, so if you want to call up and talk about Bobby, we could do that more Heenan stories, more guys that, that Heenan managed. Uh, Bobby Heenan managed a lot of tag teams. Um, you know, he uh, he managed um, the Valiant Brothers, the Black Jacks in AWA. Uh, he had a big career in AWA. He managed Ken Patera. Um, you know, WWE, you know, he managed guys like... Uh, uh, Playboy Buddy Rhodes, uh, Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondoff, uh, King Kong Bundy, 
under the giant brain busters. Um, he also managed the Islanders, Haku and Tama, Harley Race, Ravisher Rick Rude, Tully Blanchard, and Arn Anderson, the brain busters, um, the Barbarian, Mr. Perfect, the Red Rooster, the Brooklyn Brawler. Um, you know, he aligned himself with Ted DiBiase. Uh, he was just a, a great guy and a great commentator. And, and, you know, and then going over to WCW and having some great, great stuff over there at WCW. Just a wonderful, wonderful guy, and, and Bobby's going to be missed. You know, it's amazing. When I was a kid, I hated him because, you know, he was the guy that, you know, you wanted to see beat up. He was the guy that was walking around talking about how he was going to get his man a championship belt, how he was going to get his guy a championship belt. And what does he do? He he tries to steal it. And he did that with the Ultimate Warrior. And he did that with Andre the Giant and Haku. And he did that with the Brain Busters. Countless, countless stuff. And also, you know, him and Gorilla Monsoon had a great rapport with each other. They worked great with each other. They were they were funny in the ring. They were funny out of the ring. Um, Bobby Heenan has a book, uh, two books out. Um, Bobby Heenan also worked with the great Tony Schiavone. And uh, also today... Um, on the MLW network, and and and, it, and listen, it, it's a great network. They they have ton of wrestling stuff. Check out them; they're great. Uh, I I had Conrad Thompson on my show, but um, Sean Mooney and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, they did an episode today called Bobby the Brain Heenan, and also Eric Bischoff. Um, he reflected on Bobby's the Brain Heenan's time in WCW, and uh, on on what Eric Bischoff's um, relationship with Bobby Heenan was like in WCW. Eric Bischoff said this: "It was fun for me. Uh, I've been thinking about this for the last day or so, knowing we were going to do the show. Bobby and I were a close friend. We were actually sociable. We we socialized together after shows quite frequently. Uh, actually, we never spent." a one-on-one time together. I think for Bobby, I can only imagine, I don't want to try to speak for him, certainly because we never discussed this. I always had the feeling that Bobby was a little frustrated, I think. When I was able to bring Bobby to WCW, we were on an upward swing of success in terms of success and progress and growing the franchise. We were clearly still not the well-oiled machine that WWE was. Our post-production was not nearly as sophisticated and well-oiled, finely tuned uh, as WWE when Bobby left. Our live production was a million miles away from WWE. Bobby probably looked at it as a little bit of a step down. I don't think Bobby held me nearly as the same respect, uh, respect nor should have of Vince McMahon. I think, Bobby, it was probably a little hard making the jump from uh, WWE to WCW in a lot of ways. I put myself in Bobby's shoes. I would probably feel the same way at this point in my career. On this week's Eric Bischoff on Wrestling, 
Eric and Nick talk about the passing of Bobby Heenan, WWE bringing back Starcade, Wrestlecade, um, in, in, in suing WWE, bringing back Starcade to compete with them. Um, so a whole a whole lot of stuff a whole lot of stuff going uh, going down. So check that out and uh, yeah, you, you know it's it, it my my thing is this you know Bobby Heenan was a professional and uh, everybody that knew Bobby always talked highly of him. Uh, so I mean, and if you didn't, that that was your choice. But I personally never met Bobby, um, but a lot of people that I know worked with them in the past. And uh, we, I mean, we talked with Ken Patera, and he told you about Bobby Heenan. He told you what he thought about Bobby. You know, I, I think great guy came up a lot, just like Hogan. Hogan worked with Bobby. Hogan never had a bad word to say about Bobby Heenan. Seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three is the number. You want to talk about pro wrestling tonight? Is the night to do it? Phone lines are open. We'll talk about Bobby Heenan. We could talk about Monday Night Raw. We could talk about Roman Reigns versus John Cena. Uh, you know, we could talk about how I think it should be a WrestleMania match. I think the WWE just dropped the ball and said we're going to be different. And we're going to get the fans an early Christmas present. But I don't know. Maybe you'll get like a two out of three. You know, like have a match leading up to WrestleMania. Do something at the Royal Rumble. Make John Cena eliminate um, Roman Reigns because it's going to be in Philly this year. So if they do that, Philadelphia, you're in for a treat. Let's hope uh, everybody's enjoying uh, tonight. And we got a good show tonight. Like I said, Brandon Ashworth is going to be calling in about five minutes, and we're going to be talking with him. Uh, I'm going to ask him about Bobby to bring Heenan. Um, I'm going to ask him about other news and. See what he comes up with tonight. So it's going to be a good, interesting show. And plus, we're going to be talking about football later. I want to talk about the Buffalo Bills and uh, my picks. And uh, give you a little bit of a no mercy preview. Talk about that. Talk about some NJPW stuff, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Whatever else pops in my head. So uh, 718-508-9883 is the number. Also, tonight I want to preview some comic book TV shows. I want to talk about The Flash and stuff like that. So if you're interested, 718-508-9883 is the number. On a busy Wednesday night here in NYC. So this is the place to be. Um, let's let's talk about this too. Um, today I I read the new edition of Totally Driven uh, TV Entertainment Magazine. Magazine loved it, thought it was great. If you guys want to check it out, go to Totally Driven TV, and uh, they got some great stuff going on. Check everything out, and uh, you know, kudos to the magazine. It's still good. Shout out to Bay Ragney. For putting the magazine out, great idea. Shout out to Mr. Mojo for 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 getting the picks right, except for the Giants. I think the Giants aren't going to win the the East. 
my uh, personal my personal my personal opinion on that. I don't think the Giants are going to win it. You never know. Seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three is the number. I just don't see it. I think their offense is stale. Uh, I think Buffalo has problems, but the Giants they're just they're just going down. This is their second game that they lost, and they look horrendous. And the Lions beat them, like like really serious. I don't know. I think Mr. Mojo, when it comes to that, is losing his touch. But you never know. I mean, I could be wrong. You never know. But I I I don't know. I I I don't see it. But Dallas has the the upper hand. And even though they lost, you never know. It could, it could happen. But seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three is the number. You want to talk uh, wrestling? You want to talk sports? You want to talk um, comic book shows like uh, The Flash? We could do that. Seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three is the number. And uh, all right, let's go out to the full lines. I believe we have. Mr. Brandon Ashworth. Yeah. Brandon, yes, it's Brandon Ashworth here. How are you all doing? All right. How about you? Thank you for having me on here. How's everybody doing good? Yeah, we're okay. We're rocking and rolling. Uh, this is Pro Wrestling Now and More with Magic Mike Ferrara, episode number 106. And uh, yes, you returned. I mentioned to the fans that you have an event coming up. And uh, I mentioned to everybody out there, I already plugged it. But well, of course, we're going to plug it. Um, before we do that, uh, tell us about your match that you were involved. You were involved in a match uh, the uh, last time that we were we were talking. Oh yeah, with uh, Bobby Fulton. Well, uh, it didn't last too long. I got pinned a couple minutes in, but <laughs> that's all I can say about that, I guess. Is there a feud <laughs> going on with Bobby Fulton, or is it all done? Oh, that's that's settled. What was it? What was it like wrestling a legend like Bobby Fulton? Well, we locked up a couple times, and I backed up into the ropes a couple times, and then the next thing I know, I got hooked, and then I was on my back one, two, three. It was something else. He's going to have a lot of experience, so and he's been wrestling for over forty years. Yeah, and 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 uh, and how many how many years have you been wrestling? Um. I haven't wrestled much. <laughs> there you go. And you referee a lot. You know, you ref a lot. And, and that, I guess yeah. that's, uh, that's what it's uh, about. But but uh, the crowd was into it. Everything was good. Oh, yeah, definitely. They were definitely into it. Definitely. So now I see, you, so now I see you're not doing this event at Buffalo Wild Wings, but you're doing this event at Pickley Wiggly. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be – I do a – bunch of Buffalo Wild Wings shows a year, and I'm also doing Piggly Wiggly shows, yes. The, uh, pretty cool. The, pretty, the one I've pretty, got coming uh, up. Pretty, in- I say pretty interesting. You know, this is that 101 Roosevelt Boulevard, uh, Eleanor, West Virginia, and it's free. So, uh, yes. you know, get down there. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about this event. You have uh, Ricky Morton. He's going to be wrestling Death Falcon Zero. Yep. Yeah, Death Falcon Zeros wrestled in Mexico and pretty much all over the United States, I believe. That's what it says here, yeah. And uh, then you have an XMCW 
Appalachian's uh, ladies champion, the Demon, Yasha. Is that how you say it? Yasha? Well, well the, t- the title's vacant. This match is to crown the first champion, but it's the Demon Yasha versus Thunder Kitty, who's been on Ring of Honor and WWE SmackDown. Yeah, I think I've seen Thunder Kitty on, on Ring of Honor and SmackDown. It was, a, so. it was a while back. I'm, I know you can find it on YouTube. In the event, it's a can it's a canned food drive for the Freedom's Promise Ministry, the free event, but please, fans, bring canned food for that cause. And it's also a TV taping. Matches is going to be, the matches is going to be aired on over 40 different channels across the United States. And just to name a couple of the states, I'm going to get a, you can keep it on, up with this on the uh, Facebook, XMCW Facebook page and on my Facebook page. But um, some of the, uh, States it's going to be in is West Virginia, Ohio, Tennessee, Arizona, and there's a bunch more. I'm just I'll get when I get the actual official list, and I'll have it posted on Facebook. That's a that's a big that's a big feat for your company, you know. Uh, yes, and, and it that's is a good idea. Just like people can watch these shows. I mean, there's so much independent wrestling that's going on, and uh, yeah, you know, you, ne- you never uh, you never know. Yeah, that's right. Oh, we got a two oh we got a two oh eight number. Let's see who this is. This this should be interesting. All right. Cole, you're on the air. Hello, this is Brian Westcott, uh fictional hey. historian with hey, the National Brian, Wrestling uh, Alliance. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm on with uh Brandon Ashworth uh right now. We're we're talking about an event that he has uh come uh he has coming uh coming up. Oh cool. Hello. Very cool. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Yeah, Brian is a, a good friend of the show. Uh, we're going to be talking about Bobby the Brain Keenan in, in just a little bit. And I was going to ask you about the – what was your thoughts on the – I'll ask you first, uh, and then Brian, you and I will be talking. Brian, I'm going to put you on hold, and then uh, I'll bring you back on. All right, sounds good. All right, hold on, Brian. All right. All right. So Brian uh, Brian is a is a good friend of mine. He's actually a fellow member of the Alley Flower um, Theater Club. We're we're both awesome, uh, awesome. members. I don't know. You should get in on that too. Yeah. It's a good it's a good um it's a good club. It's a good organization. It's been around for years. And if you're a promoter, um you know you, you need a lot of talent. There's a lot of wrestling awesome. talent in Vegas, and uh, that's how yeah, a lot of people network. You know, but uh. Anyway, so so uh, what was your thought on the passing of Bobby the Brain Heenan? Well, I know that he was in bad shape recently, and I heard about, it and I was really shocked because he's a he was a, somebody who was very entertaining to watch and to listen to when he would do commentary, and I was just really saddened about that to meet him, and I regret that. Yeah, I, I've never got to meet him either, but I got to read his books, and uh, I've got to um, I've got to talk to somebody that works with Bobby, of course, Tony Schiavone, because everybody yeah. knows that when you order um, when you order um, T-shirts from Tony from ProWrestlingTees.com, he calls you. And that was one of the things that we talked about, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And he was alive uh-huh. at the time. And I had asked him, what was your, you know, opinion of working with the brain? And, uh, you know, he, he told me, you know, he told me he really liked Bobby and, you know, he thought Bobby was a funny guy and, uh, you know, being somebody like you know, being somebody like that to the to the company. But Bobby Heenan will be missed. But uh, you can catch Bobby on the network. I mean, he he does a lot of prime time shows with Gorilla Monsoon on the network, so you can 
check it out. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it sounds like you're doing big big business, um, big business over there. Uh, you know, oh, definitely, putting definitely. This on, putting this stuff on TV and and stuff. Um, Friday, October six, fans. Five p.m. I was just saying the date and the time. <laughs> oh yeah, um, we we have former WCW star. Papa Stroh. Now, is that yep. Stroh? Is that who that is? Yeah, the maestro, yeah. He's changed up a little bit, but it's the maestro from WCW, yeah. Pretty cool. Um, also, you're going to have a Halloween scramble match and a weapons match. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, oh, the weapons match. Here on, on, I was going to say, I see here on the poster, it says television taping airing over 40 channels across America. That's cool. Yes, sir. Very cool. Yes, sir. The um, weapons matches. Go ahead. I was gonna just announce some of the stars that you have here. You have um, JCW star Smokey C, um, XMCW Respect Champion Daredevil, uh, Kurt Blackman, Casey King, Dane Bramage, which is that's a funny that's a funny name in itself. Uh, Johnny Magnum, <laughs> The Mass Freak, and more. And also, I should, uh, it says, Hunt, uh, Hunger Fight for the Ghost Town. Sounds, uh, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, this, this sounds Big great. Halloween and event. The best, the best part about it is it's free. You, that's right, that's right. And the canned food drive as well. Yes, you're helping people that, that, doesn't, that don't have food. I mean, that's a great, yep. organ, that's a great, that's that's a great wrestling. Uh, that's great with wrestling. You know, as 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 somebody that loves doing, um, you know, charity and wrestling charities over the years, I've done a lot, and um, uh-huh. I've done a lot, and I've done a lot of food drives too. So it's a great great time, guys. If you're in the area, stop by. I'm sure you know. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's good. Um, I'm sure this is good enough. For, you know, good for you and good for everybody out there. And you're getting your name out there. I mean. This is a great, yes, great opportunity. How many fans show up to these wrestling events? Um, I usually get a couple hundred, sometimes more. That's great, and I'm sure, I'm sure, if these events are outside, you probably get a lot because it's an outside event and people, people want to see uh, wrestling. Yep, that's right. It's free and it's outside. People, if they're driving by and they don't know there's a wrestling event. They'll they'll see the ring, and they might pull in and watch. (laughs) Yeah, they'll see guys jumping off the top rope. They'll be like, wait a minute, that's wrestling. And uh, there's so many wrestling fans out there. It's great. It's great great to be a part of them. It's great to be a part of wrestling. I mean, I I, I definitely know that over the years. Um, So you've been busy. You've been busy promoting these shows. So the summer's been uh, good for you? Oh, definitely. It's been a great summer. That's great. When you, you know, any any time, you know, you have an event or you have something and you want to promote it, you always know you're welcome on the show. I mean, it, it's always great to talk to you. It's always great to pick your brain and ask you questions about stuff. And, and you know, and it's a good time, you know. And, uh, you know, if you have yeah, any other events guys. coming up, they'll let me know and you'll come back on the show. We'll, we'll promote it, um, you know. Awesome. So. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, whenever yeah, I get some you. more and, uh, events lined up, I'll, I'll come on. Yeah, and I'll talk to you soon, and uh, well, you want to give a plug one more time, you could do that. 
Yes. Friday, October the 6th, Eleanor, West Virginia at the Eleanor Piggly Wiggly. Free event, bell time, 5 p.m. XMCW Hunger Fight for the Ghost Town. Ricky Morton, WWE Hall of Famer, one half of the Rock and Roll Express, defends the XMCW Legends and Superstars Championship against Death Falcon Zero of the Death Stars. We've got Thunder Kitty versus the Demon Yasha to crown the first ever XMCW Appalachian Ladies Champion. We've got the Destro from WCW. We've got a weapons match between the Mass Freak and Dame Ramage. We've got a Halloween scramble match, a battle royal. We got all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's going to be great. Can Food Drive for the Freedom Promise Ministries and a TV taping that's going to be aired on over 40 channels across America. Friday, October 6th, 5 p.m., free event, Can Food Drive TV taping. Fans be there. That's, uh, if I, that's, that's, you said a whole mouthful. And, uh, you know, yeah. hopefully, maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe in the near future before your show, you can get some wrestlers, uh, to call in some wrestlers that you know that are going to be on your yeah, show that'd be to great. call in, yeah. and uh, you could and you could uh, you could also call in when they call in as well. So maybe we can work yeah, on we can this work next week. With that. Uh, maybe next week on the show you could get some guys or women to call up, and we could do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'll get a hold of some of the some wrestlers, and I'll be be in touch with you about that. Sounds good, Brandon. I want to thank I want to thank you again. Uh, for calling up tonight, buddy, and uh, best of luck to you. And uh, guys, get out to West Virginia. Hey, if I was in the West Virginia area, bro, I would be there. But you know, New York City to West Virginia—that's a haul. Long you way. Know? <laughs> Long so way. Yeah. All right, brother. Um, take care, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a good night, and thank you, fans. Bye bye. All right, you got it. All right, that was the legendary promoter. From West Virginia. Now we're going to go out to the phones because we got the legendary Brian Westcott. Hey, Brian, uh, sorry to keep you on hold, brother. How how are you? No problem. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I know. Long time no here. Uh, been busy with other things, but uh, yeah, we're still reeling over the shock of uh, death of Bobby Heenan, like everybody else. Yeah, uh, we're going to get into Bobby. We're going to get into to to the brain. Um, but you know, I, I said it earlier. You know, a a, a you know, you are a. I, I guess we're, this is like a brother and sisterhood, the Cauliflower Alley Club, and uh, you know, it, you know, since last we spoken, my my best friend Andrew Morgan, who uh, who is magic, he's now in the he's now in the uh, Cauliflower Alley Club. I put him in, so oh, you know, cool. I I had to uh, I had to put him in because. He's a lifelong brother of mine, and uh, I love him, and and he's in. But yeah, um, so so things are so things in that department are going pretty good. I'm almost to where I have to be. I know I'm coming. I got my room already. I got everything set up. I, I'm gonna be there this year, so I can't wait to uh, to be down there with everybody and and meet some wrestlers and meet some friends and meet you and you know I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, I'm excited, too. Yep, I already got my uh, hotel reservation. I already got the banquet ticket, so we're already signed up and ready. Yeah, I just can't wait until they start making announcements, hopefully soon, on who will be their award recipients. Uh, And so, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, and that's when I'll be reaching out to to the wrestlers and uh, recipients and see who wants to come on my show. And, you know, this is my 106th episode. 
you know, I did a big, I had a big show with the Glow Girls. Those girls are great. I, I, I can't them enough. I had MTV on. I had Lightning on. I had Sunny on. I had, um, I, I had them all on. I had Rox, I had, I had them all on. I had Roxy on. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, I bet it was. Yeah, it was nice to Just see the, them get their uh, time and get their uh, award at uh, CAC. Yeah, it was, it was really neat to see all of them together and uh, getting their recognition. Yeah, just a great, uh, great time. So, so uh, we might as well start with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, Bobby the Brain Heenan passed. I, I just did a little bit of. I read, I read from the New York Times. I know that, um, I know that the Cauliflower wrote a piece about Bobby's uh, passing. Um, just shocked, you know, with the passing of Bobby Heenan. Now, let me ask you something because you, were, you, you knew. You you were you were close to this. Was Bobby Heenan a member of the Cauliflower Club? Oh yeah, yeah, he was a big time uh, member. He and Mike Tanay would host the reunions. They would during the banquet. Well, in one surprise in particular, in 2004, the CSC decided to surprise Heenan with their top award, the Iron Mike Mazurki Award, and they uh, did that surprise again for uh, the late Nick Bockwinkel. It's very fitting, of course, but, yeah, yeah, a total surprise for him. Then, of course, that's by a, then, he was already starting to suffer from uh, the effects of cancer. Sad, really, uh, really, really sad. Um, you know, Bobby Heenan, I talked about it earlier, um, Bobby Heenan had a couple, Bobby Heenan had a couple of um, books. Um, one, mm-hmm. one was Bobby Heenan, um, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Wrestling uh, Bad Boy Tells All, and then there was the other one, uh, Chair Shops and Other Obstacles, Winning Life's Wrestling Matches. If uh, if you haven't read those books, I've read those books, great books. Um, you should do the same. And uh, everybody out there should go to Amazon.com or wherever your books are sold and get these two books. There's even a forward by Hulk Hogan in one of the, uh, in the, the Bobby the Brain Heenan of the Bad Boy Tells All. Um, in 2002, Hogan talked about Bobby. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read both books, too. Yeah, both are really good. first one is really more his autobiography, how he got, got into the business, his uh, private life, how he met his wife and with his daughter. And uh, the second book is more, uh, yeah, of various tidbits here and there on his life. Yeah, both are really, really good, really insightful. You know, you know, talking talking about Bobby. You know, we we know that Bobby Heenan worked with the American Wrestling Association, um, and then from there, we know he went to the World Wrestling Federation, and of course, later on, he went to World Championship Wrestling. And Bobby Heenan, to me, was a great color commentator, quick witted. You know, sometimes when I listen to Jerry Lawler. Jerry kind of reminded me of Bobby Heenan. Yeah, in a way, yeah, very similar. And at least with uh, Jerry Lawler, they uh, kept him in suspense, so he didn't know stuff ahead of time, which uh, and that made that a work to uh, people's advantage, at least for the audience. He could enjoy it just like the fans would. And Bobby Heenan, well, that's how he got started, because I was born. I'll go ahead. Go might as well go through with the biography. 
but he was born in Chicago on November 1st, 1944. He was a fan of wrestling growing up in Chicago and Indianapolis. Started out basically like a number of uh, other people did. Sir Oliver Hopper Dink, the late Roland Alexander, carrying bags and jackets for the wrestlers, selling refreshments at the event. He had dropped out of school in the eighth grade to support his mother and his grandmother. Yeah, say which it will about Bobby the Brain Heenan. We would never call him a mama's boy, considering he made fun of the big boss man's mom all the time. But in real life, yeah, he uh, devoted very uh, wonderfully to his mother and grandmother. But his first break in the wrestling business as a heel manager and wrestler in 1965, he was known as Pretty Boy Bobby Heenan. A gimmick more or less remained the same. Tough-talking, big-mouthed, who cowered in fear when being physically confronted. And at that time, heels were often given managers to speak for them in interviews, uh, rile up the crowd, cheat on their behalf. And that's kind of how the human family kind of got started, which, of course, he had that stable for so long. By 1967, uh, he went to go work for Dick the Bruiser in the WWA promotion in Indianapolis. He originally managed uh, Angelo Poffo, Chris Markoff, the Assassins, Guy Mitchell, Joe Tommaso, the Valiant Brothers, the Blackjacks. Occasionally wrestled with a storyline brother, Guy Heenan, the aforementioned Guy Mitchell. But starting in 1969, that's when he went to the AWA, American Wrestling Association. So, and I think there was a dispute with uh, Dick the Bruiser over his uh, pay, so which is not surprising. Uh, but first appearance, well, and then, of course, in 1974 in the AWA. That's when they kind of had to change his gimmick from Pretty Boy because I think that belonged to Larry Hennig. So that's when he became known as The Brain. And you can uh, see that on video, too, on the wonderful AWA DVD that WWE did a while back, which, which I highly recommend. But that's when he calls himself The Brain. That's where he starts managing Nick Bockwinkle, Ray the Crook Stevens, uh, AWA World Tag Team Champions. Of course, they feuded with The Crusher, Dick the Bruiser. And it was the bruiser who came up with uh, the weasel. And, of course, that lasted for the rest of uh, his career to the point where uh, Greg Gagne, and he, he, I think he asked uh, Wally Garbo, yeah, we need to find a weasel suit. And they did that match. I think that they, you can also see that on the DVD. And they repeated that gimmick in uh, WWE uh, against that weasel yeah, time with the Ultimate and- Warrior. Yeah, I was gonna say that with the ult- I was gonna say that with the ultimate uh with the ultimate warrior. And I was talking about the ultimate warrior earlier and how Bobby hated working with the warrior because the warrior was too rough to start with Bobby. Oh yeah. Yeah, he <laughs> and you could see too. uh you you could you and you could see uh you could see that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um what, yeah, what, what, were your, uh, what were your personal memories of uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan? Well, like I say, it was thanks to Heenan and his uh, rapport with uh, Gorilla Monsoon, best friend. And of course, but at that time, I was a mark, and it just did not compute at that time that these two would have a beer after the show was over and for the recording because I thought they literally hated one another. I mean, that's how good Heenan was. And, of course, Heenan with uh, Ravishing Rick Rude, who I absolutely loved as a performer. That was great. Uh, getting Roddy Piper in on the act on primetime wrestling. But I finally got to say uh, thank you to Heenan on March 31st, 2004, during my lunch hour on a, on a kind of a cloudy, rainy day in Idaho. And I'm, I'm on the phone like I am talking to you from Meridian here. And uh, 
with a couple friends of mine out of St. Louis, Missouri, and, and we were talking to Heenan and just say thank you to everything he did. I did get to, never got to meet him in person, of course, by then, and he did show up at the CSE reunion at, I think, probably the 50th reunion, 2015, but, of course, by that time, his body had deteriorated. He got throat cancer, 2001, 2002, and you could just tell his body just deteriorated, which is real, real sad. Of course, by then, like I say, he pretty much had to end his active uh, entering career through neck injuries, which led to him becoming a color commentator. But even uh, during his stint with the AWA, uh, managed Bockwinkle to AWA World Heavyweight Championships, although there was kind of a falling out between Bockwinkle and Heenan briefly in about 1982 because we recently lost Otto Wands, former AWA World Heavyweight Champion out of Austria. That was a complete surprise. Heenan did not know that ahead of time. But I think, of course, they reconciled, of course. Of course, they kind of had to because we had the, the big, one of the big matches Heenan was involved in with Bockwinkle against a young Hulk Hogan. So we do want to say, yeah, yeah Hulk Hogan kind of got its start in the AWA, yes, despite Vince well, McMahon Sr., yes, came up with the gimmick. But if you really think yeah. about it, Hulkamania, as far as the babyface product went, yeah, that was where it really got started. And then once Hogan jumped, then it just took off from there. And Hogan, and Hogan, um, there was a there was a thing about Hogan. Hogan um, supposedly brought Bobby Heenan with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would not be. Yeah, and of course, a number of other people. Too, um, the course, Royal Rumble, the and, Royal Rumble, nineteen ninety three. Was one of the classic Bobby Heenan. Oh, nineteen ninety two. You mean? What happened? No, it was nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety two. No, ninety two. Okay. With Heenan and Rick Flair, Rick Flair winning? No, not that. That's not what I was going to talk about. But oh, uh, the next I'll, one? I'll talk about it anyway. Royal Rumble nineteen ninety three. Bobby Heenan had the classic line: "Last time I saw a tugboat typhoon buffoon, or whatever he is." run that fast when they opened up a lunch line at the free buffet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then how about oh, this yeah, one, Bo- uh, Bobby? Oh, oh, who's coming out now? Monsoon. Well, why don't you wait a minute and, and find out? Bobby, I'm sorry. I'm so I'm, I'm excited. So what? The, the buzzer sounds. Is that you blowing your nose or is that the horn? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things a lot of people remember about him, the great one-liners. And he just had a bunch. He was quick-witted. Early 1979, uh, he then left the AWA to work in Georgia Championship Wrestling. It lasted a year. And he did not enjoy it, of course, due to his dislike of Ole Anderson. So, of course, thank God he returned. So I'm sure that made him feel a lot better. But, yes, he was briefly in the NWA until he finally jumped over to the World Wrestling Federation. And that's when, of course, things really took off for Heenan. Mm-hmm. Heenan, yeah, just the names alone that he managed. Uh, Big John Studd, Andre the Giant, Ken Patera, Playboy Buddy Rose, Paul Orndorff, King Kong Bundy, High Chief Siva Asi, the Brain Busters, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. We mentioned Rick Rude earlier, Harley Race. The Islanders, Haku Atama, the late Hercules, the Barbarian, the late Mr. Perfect, Kurt Hennig, the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor, the Brooklyn Brawler, Steve Lombardi, and, and just many, many others. 
just over yeah, the and, years. And he, brief, and he briefly had a little bit to do with the narcissist. He unveiled the narcissist Lex Luger at the Royal Rumble 1993. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep, yep. Yep, definitely at the Royal Rumble. Of course, by then, Luger was just leaving the World Bodybuilding Federation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he could finally actually be a pro wrestler working for Vince. And that, and that, at least, at least that worked. Yeah, of course, it made sense for Heenan. But of course, uh, definitely without a doubt, 1992, January 19th, 1992. I think it's his greatest performance as a co commentator. Best performance for Ric Flair, proving once for all he was a true 60-minute man. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was his big. Claimed the fame in 1991 when he went. I mean, and he had the real world championship, and he knocked on Hogan's door, and uh, he was great. Oh, yeah. You know, he was great with that stuff. And then, of course, that's not fair to Flair. And of course, he did the whole Ric Flair thing. He stood with Ric Flair, um, and, and you could tell he was a Ric Flair, a Flair guy. And of course, Mr. Perfect, um, especially the things that he did. With Mr. Perfect, you know, when he welcomed Mr. Perfect into the, uh, you know, the Heenan family, and uh, and you know, Mr. Per- he, he managed some good champions. I mean, he managed Rick Rude, oh, yeah. like you said earlier, uh, but he helped Rick Rude win in uh, at WrestleMania Five. Yep. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised to see that. I was really like the Ultimate Warrior at that time, but uh, of course, I was happy to see Demolition retain. They were my favorite tag team. Mine too. Axe and uh, Axe and Smash. Mine too. My my favorite too, Brian. Uh, of course, the Heart Foundation was mine too. Uh, but the Brain Busters, um, you know, Arn Anderson talked about how Bobby the Brain Heenan told them when they went into the locker room to keep their uh, you know ears open and their mouths shut. Yeah. Yeah, and it you, was a, you know, it, it was a bit something from uh, Bobby Heenan. for them during that stint. Mm-hmm. Of course, some of their great Ken, matches uh, against Batera, the Rockers. Ken Patera was on the show, and he talked. To, uh, Ken Patera came on my show with uh, the late Smith Hart, and he talked about a, a story with Bobby the Brain Heenan, where every one, you know, every night they would every night um, when they were on the road, they would check into these hotels, and. He, you know, and Bobby Heenan and him would go to this one one hotel, and it had a long corridor. And mm-hmm. at the end of the corridor was like room six six six. And you know, every night there would be a room like that. And you know, Bobby would always make something up, or make a story up, or or say you know they're in trouble or something, because that was a mm-hmm. uh, that that was a funny story. That was Ken Patera. You know, he he told the story, and also everybody remembers. That Ken Patera went away for a little bit. When Ken Patera came back, right. they had a big debate. They had the the, the debate on the uh, they had a, a debate that you could see on Prime right. Time Wrestling. They actually showed the debate on there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I remember they they did one of those debates before uh, WrestleMania Five. I remember seeing that. So yeah, yeah and of very, course some other uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, some other big moments, of course. Keenan getting manhandled by Andre the Giant after Andre and Hatu losing the World Tag Team Championship to Demolition at WrestleMania 6. Of course, by then, Andre was uh, 
physically he couldn't do it anymore. So that was the way it was getting near the end for him, but it was a nice send-off for him, of course, in Toronto. And, of course, yes, we would see he and Russell sporadically in you know, his black uh, singlet over the years, uh, including uh, one victory with the Islanders against British Bulldogs and Coco Beware, WrestleMania 4. WrestleMania 4. And then, of course, losing the following year to uh, the Red Rooster, <laughs> 30 seconds. <laughs> Off the double boo! The red, the red, the red, yeah, the red, the red rooster. Um, some, some I great, uh, some, mm-hmm. I was going to say, some great matches. And, of course, uh, you know, Bobby Heenan subbed in, uh, so at Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he had to substitute. He had to substitute, that's right. Because one of them yep. couldn't make it at that time. Oh, that might have been, uh. Blanchard and that was uh, Tony Blanchard. That's right. Bobby the Brain Heenan also said if the boss man's mother was there, the match would have been over by now. Uh, he was talking about Paul Diamond. Diamond would have carried, uh, oh, got carried away, been carried away laughing, holding his nose, referring to the, uh, a match with uh, Dustin Rhodes against uh, Paul Diamond. Oh, yeah. Oh, and let's also not forget the talk show that he had, the Bobby Heenan show. Only like yep. uh, four segments. That was actually was one of the USA Network's highest rated, apparently. And, I, yeah, I remember some of it. It was like, oh, I yeah, cannot on, believe what I was watching. Pro, but it was pretty good. It's all, I was going to say, it's on the network. It, it, so they're, they're oh, up good. to it now. They're actually up up to it now. Uh, you know, one uh, one one time one time on the show, um, one time on the on the show, um, Gorilla Gorilla uh, Monsoon opened up with "Hello, ladies," referring to the Rosati sisters. The Rosati sisters are several rather large women who, um, other uh, among other things, were regulars on the short-lived USA Network. So then Bobby Heenan answered, "I guess the rodeos back." Uh, I guess the rodeo's in town again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, how then gorilla, and then Gorilla said, again, Gorilla said, talking about the Rosales, hey, Brain, they recognized you. So Brain said, the only thing they recognize is a buffet. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, that was some pretty classic stuff. You know, Bobby Heenan had a lot of, Bobby Heenan had a lot of rapport with Gene Oakland, you know, um, he had a lot of yeah. rapport. Um, he had a lot of rapport when he talked to, to Jesse Ventura. Um, I, I mentioned this earlier. Um, what do you call? It? I spoke to Tony Schiavone um, last week. Tony called the show. I not called the show, but Tony called me personally to thank me for buying shirts, and we talked a little bit about Bobby the Brain Heenan. And of course, today I talked earlier about what Eric Bischoff had to say about Bobby. So I mean, all in all, one of Bobby's one of Bobby's greatest things that ever happened to him, um, you could talk about, was when he was in WCW. I don't know if it was greatest, but it was definitely a, a, a different feel. Um, there was a match going on. It was at the Clash of the Champions, and it was um, Eddie Guerrero versus Brian Pillman. Oh right, and it's you Brian probably Pillman. remember when Pillman went out and and like took off the jacket of Bobby Heenan. 
And Bobby just went, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. And because, like, well, yeah, yeah, he had neck surgery. And, yeah. it was kind of, and he was actually thinking of retiring before he went to WCW. He was actually thinking about that. But uh, they, WCW, they, like I say, well, at least it, it uh, made a short commute for him so he could still live in the area, in, in Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, so it was good for him. Of course, the money, I mean, take advantage while you can at this point. Yeah. And his daughter uh, was going to college, so, uh, you know, they were able to see their daughter. They were driving back and forth, Bobby uh, Bobby said, in his book. Um Oh, I did not know this. Uh, so yeah, he returned to managing the at the Great American Bash in 1996. Managed Ric Flair and oh, against Steve McMichael and Kevin Green. That's where McMichael turned, and McMichael yeah, became McNugget. part of the Four Horsemen. Huh. Yeah, and remember, uh, Bobby used to call him McNugget. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, it was, uh, it, it, he was uh, ready to, well, of course, they uh, unmercifully uh, let him go in uh, November of 2000. Of course, by then, the end was coming, so he got out just in the nick of time. Otherwise, he would have been there in March of 2001 during the final Nitro. But, of course, we would see him come back to the commentary, WrestleMania X7, alongside Gene Okerlund. He was in the XWF. That was a brief deal at uh, Universal Studios before uh, TNA took that over. Of course, induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. And, of course, he mentioned, uh, yeah, he said, I wish Monsoon was here. Very, very emotional. Yeah, very he, great, uh, great speech. When he, when he, when he said that, that got me. That got me a cho- That got me like choking. You know that 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 mm-hmm. definitely got me. Uh, yeah, that got me. That got me. Uh, that got me choking. Um, you know, it, it, mm-hmm. it just, you're you're right on. You're you're right on on certain things. You know, when it comes to Bobby, how Bobby loved Gorilla. Um, and of course, who could forget when when Gorilla Monsoon. You know, threw Bobby out of the uh, threw Bobby oh, out yeah. of the building. You know, on Monday night, uh, Monday night Raw. <laughs> True professional to and the I, end. I'm sure, and I'm sure, you're familiar with, he, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Him and Sean Mooney have a podcast, and uh, and on on their new podcast, they talk about Bobby Heenan. So they did a, a tribute to Bobby Heenan as well. Oh, cool. Well, remember That's Sean what, Mooney who? Remember he used to say Mooney. Sean right. Mooney who? Right. And then, uh, right. and then, and then some of the things that he used to say, um, like, you know, just, just, just something, you know, just something that 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 Bobby Heenan used to refer to himself as a, uh, you know, it, it, it just, just uh, what do you call? He, he was a broadcast journalist. He used to say all the time. How about what he said about uh, about um? About Roddy Piper, that Roddy Piper's parents ran away from home. Or at least mm. when uh, <laughs> Piper forcing uh, Bobby Heenan to wear a Santa Claus suit, and then Piper yep. comes on the set and attacks Heenan, which gets Piper kicked off, of course. The real reason was Piper was going back into wrestling because he was back to, of course, feuding with uh, Rick Rude and getting involved in some other matches, so they had to come up with something. 
But leave it to Shannon to go out the way he did. I'm wondering if he came up with that idea himself. I would not be surprised at the way he got thrown out. That that yeah. He chose Monsoon to throw him out, seeing it as appropriate. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a true professional to the end, even when he stayed in the AWA. He didn't leave immediately. He finished up his commitment, and then he went. So, yeah, that's, true professional that, to that, the that, end. That's, that, that's, that's, that's kind of the opposite to some of the other wrestlers that just left abruptly and just said, uh-huh, you know exactly. what, I'm, I'm leaving, and that's it. I'm done, or holding right. Vince up for money or, or something. You know, Bobby Bobby Heenan, um, to me, was funny when, when Bobby Heenan, to me, was funny when when he went and he did WrestleMania 17 with him and, and Gene Oakland, and he said, what do you think about, you know, isn't this great Tony? And, you know, and it was like a shot to Tony Schiavone that, you know, Bobby Heenan was on a WWE uh, channel and Tony wasn't. It was just so funny. And he talked about the Iron Sheik. By the time the Iron Sheik comes down to the ring, it'll be WrestleMania 38. <laughs> yeah. It oh, yeah, no, it will forget. be WrestleMania 38. We'll be talking about WrestleMania 38 already. God, we're we're almost yeah. uh, we're, we're almost there before you know it. Right, right. Yeah, I you can't know, believe it's it. Just, it's just it's just amazing. But when you go when you go back, and Arn Anderson said this back in his book about WrestleMania 5. How many wrestlers are dead, and now how many wrestlers managers were dead as well? And also another another good line that Bobby said one one time. Bobby said to um to Gorilla, he said um what do you call? Do you know how how Paul Bear got his urn? And and, and uh, Gorilla said how? And he said the old fashioned way. He earned it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, of course, uh, Hina was great at uh, keeping his private life that private. Married to yeah. uh, Cynthia Jean. Correct from June twenty first, nineteen seventy eight, until their uh, his death. So yeah, long, almost forty years, thirty nine years, and of course they you had know, a lovely and, daughter, and, Jessica. Yeah, two grandkids. I was going to say, I was going to say to talk about his family. You know, his wife used his wife used to travel with um, Bobby. Bobby was just um, Bobby was just in Philadelphia not too long ago doing an event, and uh, a couple of people that I know. You know, um, you know, were with Bobby. They took pictures with them, and Bobby had a habit of sticking his middle finger up. And I said, "Wow, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life." I never knew Bobby to be that way, and and uh, you know, because you know, I mean, that's just that's just the way you know way it went. But Bobby, um, but Bobby lived life to the fullest, and that's uh, that's what I liked about Bobby. I guess you know. Yeah, and, and Bobby, and Bobby, like you said, he used to wrestle. You know, he used to manage. I mean, God, how many times was he fired by Paul Orndorff? <laughs> Probably quite a bit. <laughs> he sold. He sold. Um, remember when when Bobby um, when Bobby inducted Paul to the Hall of Fame, and uh, and he said, Bobby, and then he goes, not again. He fired him again. You're fired. <laughs> Uh, yeah. He even sold Hercules to the Million Dollar Man. Yep. As a slave. Of course. I'm sure you remember. Yep. Legendary match. Remember that. And, and, and I'll never forget when my mother, I'll never forget, you know, growing up I was a big, obviously we were all big wrestling fans, but but 
my mother surprised me one day with a Bobby the Brain Heenan doll. And she said, what are you going to do with this figure? And I said, I'm going to get Hulk Hogan, and I'm going to have Hogan beat him up in the ring. And it was just wonderful thing to to do. One of one of the one of the saddest moments in my life was when Hulk Hogan came on Piper's Pit. Andre the Giant came out, and Bobby Heenan was with them. And I, I you, mm-hmm. you know, you wanted to see a kid quiet, never said anything. I was that's how I was. I was quiet. I was watching the show. I said, "What is going on here?" You know, and I was I was about ten years old, and you know, seeing him at WrestleMania had that big match, and you know, I gotta give it to Bobby because Bobby didn't even get involved in the match. Bobby just stood outside and was managing. There was no spot. There was no Bobby pulling the tights, pulling the trunk, pulling the leg. Bobby was. It, it had to be Bobby Heenan's most boring match I've ever seen Bobby manage. Yeah. Because Bobby didn't get involved, um, where right. you know where you seen him, you seen him against Bundy. You know Bobby basically took the beat of his life in the cage. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and, and Bobby was always unsuccessful when it came to Hogan, not the Warrior, because he made sure that he got the belt from the Warrior. But but um, mm-hmm. but but and, and and of course earlier we were talking about the Brain Busters, and we were talking about the colossal connection with Andre right. the Giant and Bobby the Brain Heenan's uh, and Haku. Haku was unbelievable. And then, you know, and, and, and just just Bobby's expressions and Bobby's the brain scan and the way Bobby talked. And, and that's why it kind of hurt me when they replaced Bobby Heenan on Nitro because Bobby was just that good. And Bobby was a great yeah. talker and he was, and he was funny and he was, he was just a class act. Yeah, and who knows, by then he was probably ready to get out of the rat race and kind of relax for a while. Besides, I don't, don't blame him for, uh, well, he's being fired, at least, at least for some of us. It was a blessing <laughs> in disguise. So at least for him, how about the we- how get about out the of weasel? the they used to call part. How about the weasel? They used to call him Bobby the Weasel. They used to call him the Weasel. Yep. That stuck. <laughs> That's you know, a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling fans might not know this, but if you go to the network, you could check out Bobby Heenan. He was, he was on a lot and I hope they do more of that. You know, like I hope they release more of Madison Square Garden shows, house shows, 1989, because Bobby was a, a fixture of these shows. Bobby was on there doing the commentating. Bobby would manage. Bobby did it all. He managed. He commentated. He was he was a funny funny guy, and and people liked Bobby, and and people hated him because he you know. But you know certain certain things about Bobby people liked. Certain things about Bobby people didn't. I enjoyed Bobby Heenan's commentary in WCW more than I did WWF because I had I had a I, you know I had a bond with those guys over there. You know, WCW, when they came, when he came over, it was okay. I was a little older, and I understood what was going on. But, you know, and remember, Bobby told Arn Anderson, I will not manage you, you know, and Ric Flair, but I'll right. be your coach. And that's what he right. did. He went and he did the coach because they were doing the whole deal. Uh, they were doing the whole deal. And uh, right. and Bobby was, like we talked about, Bobby was amazing. You know, and Bobby's going to be missed. I mean, I, I keep, there's no other words 
say it. I mean, it just it, it feels it feels crazy, but I'm, I'm glad that he had a good career, great career in wrestling. I'm glad that the WWE put him in the Hall of Fame. He deserved to go in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, I like when he said that he didn't bet on wrestling. That was the oh, he, he said I I have to admit I bet on wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then he yeah, said he was drunk. Yeah, he said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the way I sound. I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. Probably my, one of my I favorite like, quotes. I like when is, you call uh, Ric Flair Larry, Larry Swint. You know, we should also talk about Ric Flair. You know, he just had a recent health scare. Ric Flair was in the hospital. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Ric Flair had a lot of nice things to say about Bobby. You know, Ric loved um, Bobby. Sure. Yep. You know, yeah, that has well, been uh, for he getting involved and getting that whole set up. But then again, of course, uh, the, the other part of the story, of course, Flair just got fired from WCW, and of course he called Vince. It's like, hey, I'm ready to come over. <laughs> yeah, hey, bring the belt with you while you can. So, And of course, so yeah, I remember that primetime wrestling episode where he and just, and they, they show you through the whole studios, and, and just see how Heenan was nervous. He wanted everything to be perfect for Ric Flair's arrival. And I'm, yeah, it was just great. It was just great. Yeah, pretending like the WWE didn't even know about him. And, of course, I like Flair's <laughs> comment. It's like, hey, for, for in 10 years, you know, I mean, who was on the marquee? <laughs> My name and Hulk Hogan's. Yeah. And, 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 and then, was and then when, when Ric Flair came over, when Ric Flair came over, it was like, what? I'm like, wait a minute, Ric Flair's not wrestling on WCW, on NWA no more? This is it? And then he comes over and he, uh, you know. Yeah. yeah Even though the you know, first you know, you know, was you know, that was the best thing, though, to put those two together and then get Mr. Perfect in on it. That was great. Oh, yeah. Perfect was a great yep. heel. Perfect was a per- Perfect was him and Ric Flair together. They made you believe that they were together for years. <laughs> they all made yeah. you believe that they, you know. And then when, when like you said, in 92, when Flair won it all, you know, uh, Bobby was so nervous on the broadcast, and you could tell it just, his voice went right through the, uh, right through the, the broadcast. Oh, yeah. So it, was, uh, it, was, it was a great opportunity, um, you know. It was, it, was, it was, like I said, it was a great opportunity for the, for the fans. And uh, and everybody and it, got to see Bobby Bobby out there. Yep, and it was uh, the interview, of course, post match interview. Made, that was the icing on the cake. Flair sticking it to WCW, sticking it to Jim Hurd. I mean, this is how you because you treated me so bad. Well, guess what? And like I say, that's why he said, when you're the king of the WWF, you rule the world. That's that's yeah. his shot at WCW, NWA, Jim Crockett, the the way they treated him. That was mm-hmm. their way of sticking it to them and saying, "Hey, yeah. I'm the, I'm the new guy. I'm the top guy now." So yeah, I love that. And how ironic was that? And how ironic was that? Maybe a year later, he goes back to uh, to WCW. Right. I mean that you know, once this guy left, once heard heard left, and you know, yep. you know, Rick Flair talks a lot about uh, he talks a lot about that and. Uh, and, and yeah, and that's another thing too. When Gene Oakland, um, I remember Gene Oakland was doing a Clash of the Champions, and he said, "Oh my God!" Or I can't believe this, Bobby. What are you doing here? 
and Bobby Heenan yep. went to WCW. To me, that was again. To me, that was was the opening. You know, you had to have yep. Bobby there. You know, and uh, so many WWF stars went over, but Bobby was just like I said. He was a class act. He was better than than you know. There's so many managers. You know, there was Jimmy Hart. There was um, Mr. Fuji. There was Classy Bla- Freddie Blassie. There was managers that were that were just, you know, you, you can't make it up. And Harvey Whippleman and, and Jim Cornette and all this. But to me, Bobby Heenan was the absolute best manager. I mean, that's my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely number one. And, and uh, a lot of people will agree with you on that. If we had to place him on a Mount Rushmore manager, someone asked this on Facebook recently, who would be your top four? Well, definitely, for me, uh, Heenan and Cornette would be there for sure. The other two, uh, kind of a roll of the dice because there were so many good managers. Uh, well, Jimmy Hart, uh, the late Playboy Gary Hart, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, like, um, I like how they described um, – I like how they described um, – Gary Hart. They described him as like a mechanical, uh, mechanical. He looked like kind of a mechanical guy when when he moved. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, I remember Gary Hart. I, I liked. I, 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 he was another another guy that had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, influence and stuff. I remember that yeah. uh, Gary Hart. He was good. So uh, those are your four. Did you put your four in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'll, Gary Hart. I'll, I'll his autobiography floor. is his autobiography is definitely worth reading if you get your hands on it because it's out of print. It's hard to find, and I got to meet Gary Hart at CAC 2005-2006, so it was a real honor to meet him before he passed away. But Playboy Gary Hart, he was the one responsible for getting the fabulous Freebirds to world class championship wrestling, setting up a feud that made tons of money. He's responsible for that. Gary Hart's also responsible for turning Dusty Rhodes' babyface into the American dream. He's also responsible for that. So those two things had a huge impact on the business. Yeah, we owe a lot to Playboy Gary Hart because he was a real good booker, too, booking mind for the business. Yeah, um, yeah, Gary Hart wrote a book, um, and it came out. It's called Playboy Gary Hart, My Life in Wrestling. It, it, like you said, it's out of print. Um, whew, it, 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 good luck getting it. I mean, you could probably get it for it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of a lot of money. Um, there's so many different uh, managers. I, I'll, I'll, if I had a pick on the four, I would have to honestly. I could tell. I could tell you right now. Uh, my, um, you know, if I had to pick my Mount uh, Rushmore, it would be Bobby Heenan, no doubt. Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart would be one of them. Mr. Fuji would be near it. And uh, Slick would be up there, too. Oh, yeah. And, of course, I know Slick, some people uh, like the Captain Lou Albano. Can't forget about him, of course, Blassie. Oh, no. Captain Lou Albano. Uh, yeah, Captain Lou Albano. Um, yeah, Captain Lou Albano was, was, uh, was unbelievable. Yeah, Captain mm-hmm. Lou. He was... Uh, he was good. He, he was a manager of so many different tag teams as well. Um, but a lot, of, you know, I, I know a lot of people loved uh, Classy Freddie Blassie. Uh, you know, me personally, 
I liked him. Uh, and then, uh, of course, somebody uh, somebody quoted Bobby Heenan as saying Pencil Neck Geek, and it wasn't Bobby Heenan. It was a classy, classy Freddie Blassie. Mm-hmm. So there would be uh, there would be wrong. There's so many there's so many different um, there's so many different wrestlers, uh, you know, out there, and so many different wrestling managers out there. And Bobby Heenan was just second to none. I mean, he even had a great rapport with Vince. I mean, him and Vince on the on the broadcast, they got along. You know, they went against each other. Tell that Vince was uh, Vince liked uh, Bobby. Oh yeah. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby was a uh, loyal. He was a loyal employee, and uh, yeah, you, you could tell that it was uh, reciprocated, especially, of course, with the Hall of Fame and and especially what they're doing now to pay uh, tribute, pay homage to him. So yeah, it was they, nice they to see that they did that on Raw. Yeah, it was nice to see that, and I'm sure they'll do something in the collection. They'll have to get a Bobby Heenan collection up and. Uh, you know something, yeah, something wonderful. You know something wonderful for Bo- the Bobby's name and and uh, his memory. And I can't believe Bobby's gone. I mean, it's a uh, yeah, it's a sin. You know, we loved uh, we loved Bobby Heenan, and uh, he definitely will be will be missed. So, uh, Brian, what have you been up to this uh, these past couple of months? Well, like I said, we've been busy. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, uh, WWE is coming to town, to Boise, Idaho, at Taco Bell Arena. But on Saturday, September 30th, 3 o'clock p.m., Mountain Standard Time, we will, Barnes & Noble will receive a visit from the one, the only, Charlotte Flair. She'll be doing a book signing. And uh, I just I pre-ordered a copy, so it's autographed by Rick and Charlotte. So I'm looking forward to the book. But I will be looking forward to meeting her in person on Saturday, September 30th. So, uh, Charlotte, nice. she's probably now, there for the that, show. Now so that book is called Second, Second uh, Nature. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. It should be a really good uh, book, and especially in light of what uh, recently with what uh, Rick's had to go through health-wise. So at least I'm, ha- I'm happy he's doing so much better. At least he's finally out of the hospital. Now he's, now he's into physical therapy and getting going through recovery. So, uh, yeah, so so the Iron Man's still around, so I'm very pleased about that. I think we all are. So am I. I love, I love the, what do you call, so am I. I love Ric Flair and, and shout out to Ric Flair. And, and his uh, daughter, um, Charlotte, is a great, um, she's a great woman. I got to meet her a couple of times. And the one thing about Charlotte that I could say is she wasn't in a hurry. You know, like like if you stopped her on the street, she wasn't like, hey, I got to go or I got to run. She'll talk to you. She'll, you know, sign an autograph or take a picture. Uh-huh. And she was very, very, uh, very nice, uh, very nice woman. Yeah. That is good to hear. Yeah, really looking forward to uh Meeting her in the flesh and uh, wishing her the best for the upcoming event, uh, as well as as well as some of the other shows. Of course, Idaho Russell Club. We are doing very very well. We are coming up to our two year event, October seventh, which will be at Foot Park in Middleton, Idaho. So look, looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, we we recently crowned our uh, Potato Bowl champion. 
Well, the, our last champion, uh, Gregor Petrov, he actually sat on the bell and threw it down, re- rejected it. So, of course, that means they had to vacate the title. So, uh, so we <laughs> well, went through a tournament. Yeah, that sounds so familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that so that sounds too familiar to me. Gee, where have right. I seen that? <laughs> oh yeah, yep, yep. Um, yeah, Mitch yep. Foley, Texas Tech, spitting on the WCW belt. World Tech. Yeah, WCW and belt. also ECW too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he spat on. Did, did Shane spit on, or he he said they can all kiss my ass and he threw it? Uh, I don't know if he spat on oh, out there. I know he threw it down. Well, Shane Douglas, yeah. Yeah, that did make me somewhat upset, but at the same time, I understood why they did it. Because, uh, yeah. Because again, uh, they, I mean, Paul Heyman and Todd Gordon had legit heat with the late Dennis Coraluso mm-hmm. and the NWA, and there weren't that many members at that time. So, and Shane Douglas was being bad mouthed by uh, Coraluso on Mike Tanay's radio program. That's how wow. the double cross came about. That's why they decided to do it. And, of course, at that time, ECW, they were ready to go. They wanted to go national. They wanted to broaden their product, get their product out. And so they had to make a change. It was either now or never. I mean, they they talked with Shane, you know, these are the positives, these are the negatives. And, of course, at that time, back in October of 1993, Shane Douglas lost his father. And so it was obviously torn apart, but but the interview he did after he won the belt, I mean, I thought it was a nice touch. You know, this is it, Dad, this is it. You know, for the first time, I'm going to be a man about this, you know, come hell or high water. And, and so he mentions all the former champions, and yes, Fat Man himself, Dusty Rhodes, and blah, 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 and that's when he throws the belt down. And and and, and of course, Todd Gordon, he's, he's just, and Coral is saying, He's pissing on the belt, man. He's pissing on the belt. And Gordon's going, no, 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 go with it, go with it. It's an angle, it's an angle, it's an angle. But, of course, yeah. they found out the hard way. This was the real deal. And, uh, yeah, I kind of agree with uh, Joey Styles. Yeah, I don't like double crosses. I don't think it's a good way to do business. However, I understand the circumstances and why. I mean, the NWA, we've been through this before. I mean, Billy Corgan bought the NWA back in May. And come October 1st, which is not that far, the the members right now, they're not going to get a license. So this is going to be a clean slate, literally. So I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, even Vendetta. Yeah, Forest, I was going like, to ask you about that. What's gonna... going on with the NWA? I haven't heard much on what's going on. So they're even kind of keeping us in the, in the out of the loop, so to speak. So, uh, but, but like no, I say, I, when I talked to James Beard about it at the CAC, I said, yeah, change is a good thing. We hope, we hope everything works out. We're still optimistic anyway, and we want to be optimistic. We don't want it to disappear, obviously. We still think something good about it. I mean, hey, I mean, David Marquez is bringing back the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Tim Storm, to his program. I thought, wow, that's uh, I didn't think that would happen again. Well, not since 2012, and the and when Bruce Darp took over, and of course they were in the middle of uh, Adam Pearce, Cole Cabana, that great feud. So, like I say, we have a saying in the business: never say never. Yes. Um, now, now, you you were talking about weed before. When 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 talking about uh, one of the promotions, are you involved in that promotion you were talking about? Well, uh, like like I say, I'm still still 
the official historian for the National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, no, no, no. There was a uh, there was an event that you. I mean, there was a. Uh, oh, the, there was a, a oh, wrestling probably, promotion. Probably Idaho, Idaho, yeah. Idaho, uh, Idaho Wrestle Club, which is. Uh, and I, well, I'm the one that's been sending the match results to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and they were really happy to see to see that in the magazine for the first time. They were so happy oh, about cool. it because yeah, they did a huge yeah, submit. Right, I, I got you on that one. So, like I say, they're a nonprofit, so they're reaching out to other nonprofits. It's it's different. Now we've got our you know our promoter. He's legitimately registered with the state athletic commission, and, and you know I've seen the official paperwork and the Secretary of State's website. So yeah, it's all legit. But uh, uh, the state athletic commission they'll, uh, they'll regulate cool. WWE. That's... They'll leave us alone. I mean that's Idaho well, that's for you. Cool. Well, that's that's a that's a that's a very that's a very cool uh, that's a very cool thing. Sounds like you've been you've been uh, like you said very busy with everything, and I know you still write for the College Flower, right? You, you yep. Do stuff yep. For them. I uh, at well one of our shows, I've even at Idaho Wrestle Club they abused me as a bell ringer. That I have actually sold a T-shirt one so far, and I have actually nice. pretended to be security for ringside. Keep the little kids away oh. from the heels. <laughs> that's, that, so I mean, that, I mean they a, have drafted me. Yeah, that's a cool. That's a cool gig. I did security. Uh, I did security one time for BWL Body Slam Wrestling Organization. Did uh, I did security for them once, and then the next uh, and then the next show they didn't have a shirt for me, so I sat in the in the audience, and I like I said I rooted for my best friend who was a heel at the time. And you know, do those things, and then the you know, the faces get mad at you, and then you just it, you know you just roll, and then the next thing you know, there was a job opening for me, and that's how I got to be a a manager, and that's that's where some of the Bobby Heenan isms came out. Right like when I would come to the ring, yep. I would tell the fans, you know, I'd call them a humanoid, or I say, hey toots, or something like the Bobby uh, Bobby used to say, something something that used to catch uh, everybody's eye or something. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We want to wish uh, our uh, heel champion, and he's great heavyweight champion, Marcus King Anderson. Well, Marcus is going to be going to Japan, and he's been waiting for this for a very long time. He's only going to be gone for like three weeks. So very happy for him. Well-deserved. So he'll be going in October. So definitely want to wish him the best while he's on vacation. So, yeah, great guy, great worker. Uh, he's actually been to one of Harley Race's training camps. And this also includes our promoter, too. Uh, so, yeah, we know the boys are being well-trained. We're seeing some new talent. It's just been real, real great to see this promotion uh, literally come off the ground. And just, uh, and just to see the fans' reactions. I mean, we've had large audiences seeing uh, Whole a bunch of children. I mean, we had a real good crowd one time for the Boise City Library for uh, their uh, Comic Con, and then there was a Comic Con in Napa. That now that's our version of WrestleMania right there. That's where they did some of the big storylines, big angles. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, looking forward to uh, what 2018 holds. I can't believe the year. We've got a few more months left. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm excited. Uh... I'm definitely excited. You know, a lot of wrestling, a lot of uh, a lot of exciting stuff. You know, you being a wrestling historian. You know, I also uh, 
also something I want to talk to you about is the uh, you know the great the great fall brawls. You've been writing about it almost every day lately. There's been an anniversary of a fall brawl. WCW is, uh, of course, I was a big WCW fan more so than I was WWE to be honest because uh, at least they, of course they had the real good in-ring work because I could tell. And, of course, yeah, they had some really good events. And, of course, they adopted War Games, another Dusty Rhodes idea. And, it's, oh, yeah, I, I definitely was very surprised. And I kind of touched to see WWE reviving Starcade for November, right around Thanksgiving time, So, which, which I think is good. It's a nice tribute for Dusty. And hopefully, hopefully who knows, because we could get to see Cody back, at least, at least for one night if they could. Just, uh, Why not? Why is it going to be? Let's see. Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be November 25th. But, well, I know Michael uh-huh. Hayes has, has asked. Has asked. Yeah, because uh, Cody. Well, that's going to be. Now, now, is that going to be around uh, Survivor? That's crazy how they would do that. Yeah. Who, who, oh, what oh, pay per view is it going to be? Is it going to be for everybody, or is it going to be just for a brand? I don't know. I don't know. Or, or whether it's just a one time deal. Because I haven't, I haven't read anything about whether it's going to be a pay per view or not, or whether, or it could be like a like a one night only on a WWE Network type of deal. They've done that in the past. Yeah, so I, I went to a, uh, I went to an event. Uh, I went, I went to a, uh, an event. Oh, it says here, here it is, right here. It says, uh, I can tell you right here what I have. Uh, Starcade re- returns to Greensboro this November. Starcade is back for the first time in thirty years. Um, on on Saturday on Saturday oh here it is right here on Saturday uh, November 25th during Thanksgiving weekend Starcade returns when the superstars of SmackDown Live descend in Greensboro um, it says the premier event um, oh, let's see the uh, premier event of the National Wrestling Alliance and later WCW Starcade got its start in Greensboro thanks uh, on Thanksgiving. 1983, with the star-studded lineup, saw Ric Flair defeat Harley Race. Let's see. It says now, wow, they already have a lineup already. Oh, wow. So they already have what they want to do already. It's uh, According to this, it says now fans in Greenboro, uh, opportunity, uh, Starcade returns, absolutely uh, two steel cages announced for the return. Include WWE Championship Steel Cage match Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura, um, SmackDown Women's Champion uh, Cage match Natalya versus uh, Charlotte Flair, uh, a United States um, Triple Threat match AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin versus Rusev, um, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Tornado match, a Texas Tornado match, um, the New Day versus the Usos. Uh, Sami Zayn versus uh, uh, Kevin Owens, Bobby Roode versus Dolph Ziggler, uh, Brizango um, versus Aiden English, Canellis. And the Hardy Boys are going to be uh, in appearance. Also, um, the Hall of Famers, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, are going to be there and uh, at the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, cool. So that's what yeah, it says. Yeah, like it's going to be a big card. That's what it said. And, and it also says you could watch every Starcade 
on the network. Oh, cool. So Very cool. To, certain, certainly something to look forward to if you're a big, like you are, a big wrestling historian. Um, you know, before you go, because I've had you on a while now, and, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and I'm glad to have you back, Brian. Thank you for calling in again. You know, like I said, I knew it was short notice. What was your favorite oh, no fall brawl? Favorite fall brawl? There's been some good moments. because Well, in 1995, we had, oh, yeah, that one. Well, we had Ric Flair. We had Arn Anderson. We had the, we had the match between them for the first time. You know, that hasn't, hasn't happened before. And, of course, oh, they had to get uh, Pillman involved in. So I think that was when they were they were going to get him involved into the Four Horsemen. So, but also 1993 is noticeable because uh, Lord Steven Regal wins the World Television Championship for the first time. Uh, Nasty Boys won the World Tag Team Championship. That's when they kind of dropped the NWA designation at that time. That's when WWE left. Because, right. And that's when we get this real weird thing to figure out. So Rick Rude mm-hmm. is the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship. So yeah. ring it from the flair. So, but basically, and the that NWA, was the first time match that I've ever seen them wrestle before. Uh, Rick Flair yeah. and, and Rude, they had a great match Rude, yeah. up in that. And also the Shockmaster. Remember the Shockmaster? Of course, and I'm sure he wanted to forget. I'm sure some of us wanted to forget his uh, the way he appeared. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I've had him on my old uh, my old podcast. I interviewed him, and we talked about the Shockmaster angle and how how um, you know, I mean. Uh, how I came in like a he came in like a a, a wrecking ball. He was the shock <laughs> master. Um, how about how about the four brawl? Um, two four brawls that the NWO actually won uh, when Team Hollywood, Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and at the time it was supposed to be a Sting, but it turned out to be the NWO Sting. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They had some uh, victories mm-hmm. and the war games, and of, of course, it was, of course, they so they really frowned upon blood. So even and you notice even when they're uh, even getting Flair involved, it's like yep, no ble- no bleeding from Flair. But that was that was kind yeah. of one of the things about the war games that made it so uh, interesting, especially you know that first one, round Fourth of July, nineteen eighty seven. So uh, getting. Flair and seeing them all bleeding and bloodied. And, of course, my other uh, other couple favorite war games were 1991, the one where Pillman, unfortunately, almost gets injured legit by a, a clumsy powerbomb from Sid Vicious. And then, of course, uh, May 1992, Wrestle War, war games with the Dangerous Alliance. Oh, it seems like everybody was bleeding from pillar to post and... Yeah, that was just how about the wild, woman bunk, wild, How about wild. the woman Colonel Robert Parker pooped his pants? <laughs> oh yeah, Dusty yeah, Rhodes dropped an elbow on him, and Robert Parker <laughs> yep. uh, pooped his pants. That was a that was a funny uh, that was a funny uh, a funny moment in 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 that. Yeah. and uh, I I think one of the one of the other ones um, I remember when when the the uh, British Bulldog heard him. Was it the bull? It was the bulldog when he heard himself on the trap door to oh, one yeah. of the uh, yep. fall brawl. Yep. 
and the Ultimate Warrior was there. Well, at the time he was the Warrior, he was he uh-huh. was in that one. Um, to me, to me, fall to me fall brawl, um, to me fall brawl, uh, War Games was just a great um, a great team event, and you know, of course, in '95 they had that great uh, thing when Lex Luger showed up on Monday Nitro, and they subbed Luger in. Um, and, and then, of course, you know, at Halloween Havoc, Luger turned heel. Um, right. And, and uh, you know, and when you look at when you look at all these fall brawls, you look at how packed they were. And 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 and, uh, and by God, you know, the use yeah, by God, it was it was a uh, it was a great time. If you were a wrestling fan, WCW was the alternative to WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can go over there, and you can you can watch all the fall brawls. That's what I've been doing, you know. September time, I watch all the fall brawls. I love all the fall brawls. I love all the, I love all the the wrestling. Um, and matter of fact, I just got a postcard from Big Time Wrestling because they're coming to a high school, and the main event is Brothers versus the Nasty Boys with special uh, enforcer Animal. Ah, cool. That's a big, yeah, that's a big match. I, I was, uh, I went to the matches over there in Long Island once before. That's why I got a postcard. Um, and I got to meet Sting, and I got to meet, uh, I got to meet Sting, I got to meet Hornswoggle, I got to meet, um, Billy Gunn, and, uh, so, and Damian Sandow was there, and stuff like that. So I, I got to see some great wrestling. But Brian, man, I gotta tell you, brother, man, thank you for calling. Um, you'll, you'll definitely, you know, if, if anything else happens during the year and I need you, I'm sure you'll be available. Oh yeah, anytime. Uh, anytime. But uh, oh, here's another thing I probably missed. I just seen it now. It says R. Bruce Thorpe, new legal counsel for CAC. That's oh yeah. Yep. That's yeah, definitely that's uh that's that's definitely interest that's definitely uh inter- interesting. Interesting uh interesting stuff. Brian, I gotta thank you for coming on the show and uh you know, giving us some time to talk about Bobby and Heenan and talk about WCW and reminisce and and you know and, and give me your expertise on wrestling. I may know I may know my stuff about wrestling, but you're the wrestling historian. Well, thank you for having me on. Yes, it's been a pl- real pleasure, and yes, hope to do it definitely again for the year. And yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, maybe I'll bring you on. Uh, maybe I'll bring you on Survivor Series uh, around Survivor Series, and we can talk about all the old Survivor Series uh, matches. And stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Survivor Series is going to be thirty this year. Yep. It se- it seems as I'm turning forty, Survivor Series is turning thirty. How crazy is wow. that, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I remember, I remember that like at least yesterday. I remember all my wrestling childhood memories, and those, and and I'm happy to say I was around for all those. So uh, I'm gonna let you go, Brian. Thank you for calling, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye bye. All right. You got it, Brian Westcott. Great guy, wrestling historian. Always great to talk to Brian. Happy to be able to talk to you about wrestling and stuff. Well, we got like 40 minutes left. 718 
508-9883. I'm going to take another commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking about football. And, uh, yeah, if you want to call up 718-508-9883, let's do it, baby. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm here. This is live. So I'm in the building. Let's go. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook.
we are back. Uh, this is Toy Wrestling Now and more with Magic Mike, episode number 106, only on Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. Get driven to stay driven, everybody. So um, now we're up to the um, now we're up to the the um, NFL part of the show where we talk about the NFL. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, the games. Uh, we're going to go over the games and stuff, and then I'll talk about my game. Of course, the Buffalo Bills. Um, what happened with them? I I couldn't believe it when they played the Panthers, but uh, we'll get into it with them. Well, here are the scores. Um, the Texans uh, defeated the Bengals, and uh, a one and a one Texan team, and zero and two Bengals. Good game, uh, you know, good game. But but you know, of of course the Bengals lose. Uh, the Ravens defeated uh, the Ravens defeated. Um, the Browns uh, 24-10, no surprise there. 0-2 Browns, 2-0 Ravens. Ravens are looking good. Um, the Buccaneers uh, 29, and they defeated um, the Bears. So the Bears are off to an 0-2 start. Buccaneers 1-0. Uh, the, the Steelers defeated the Vikings um, 26-9. One and one Vikings, a two and zero Steelers, um, thirty six to twenty. The Patriots um, beat the Saints. Zero and two Saints, one and one Patriots. The Eagles, one and one Eagles, twenty. They lost uh, to the Chiefs, uh, so the Chiefs are looking pretty good. Uh, Chiefs are two and zero, twenty seven twenty is the score. Also, the uh, Titans, one and one. Uh, 37, and they beat the Jaguars uh, 37-16. Uh, the Cardinals defeated the Colts 16-13. Owen two Colts, one-on-one cards. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, one-on-one. Um, they lost to the Panthers, 9-3. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Um, they're one-on-one, and the Panthers are 2-0. and um, The Jets, so not surprising, they uh, lost. 45-20 to 20 to the Raiders. The Raiders. Um, so that's it for the Ra- Raiders. Beat them 45-20. Owen 2 Jets. 2-0 Raiders. The Dolphins. They beat the, the Chargers. Very good. 1-0. Shout out to Mr. Mojo. I'm sure he's happy about that. Mojo, if you're listening, give us a call. 718-508-9883. We'd love to talk to you about the Dolphins. Um, the Seahawks, uh, 12 to 9, they beat out the 49ers. Niners are 0 and 2, uh, Seahawks are 1 and 1. Um, Redskins and Rams, uh, 27 Redskins, 20 Rams, 1 and 1, 1 and 1. The Cowboys got smoked by the Broncos, um, 42 to 17, and, uh, 34 to 23. Falcons beat the the Packers, uh, and then the Giants again, who whom we talked about earlier, they lost twenty four to ten. So that's uh, what's going on there. And uh, let's talk about my picks. My picks for week two. Um, I went. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you what I went. I went nine and seven. 
And uh, this week, if if you guys want to hear who I picked this week, I can tell you who I picked. Um, this week, my picks are as follows: I picked the Rams. I picked um, yeah, I picked the Rams. I picked Baltimore. I picked Atlanta. I picked Indianapolis. I picked Philadelphia. I picked Minnesota. I picked Pittsburgh. Miami, I picked. Uh, Carolina, I picked. Denver, I picked. New England, I picked. Seattle, I picked. Green Bay, I picked. Kansas City, I picked. Oakland, I picked. And Dallas, I picked. And like I said last week, last week, um, one of the games I picked and I got right, I'll tell you right I'll tell you right now. Um, I picked Miami, and a lot of people picked uh, L.A. Chargers, but I figured the Chargers were going to fall flat. So, so this week coming up, we have the Rams taking on the 49ers. We have the Ravens versus the Jaguars. That's uh, from London. We have the Browns, Colts. We have the Giants, Eagles. We have the Dolphins, Jets. We have the Broncos, Bills. Uh, we have the Saints, Panthers. We have the Steelers, Bears. We have the Atlanta Falcons, Lions. Uh, Buccaneers, Vikings. Texans, Patriots. Um, Seahawks, Titans. Bengals, Packers. Chiefs, Chargers. Raiders, Skins. Cowboys, Cardinals. At night. So, something to... Uh, to, to look forward uh, to look forward to. So that's how it um, that's how it shapes uh, that's how it shapes up. And that's a four twenty five. Those are four twenty five starts. So and then of course we the uh, Raiders skins. Those, that looks good. And then the Cowboy Cardinals. So I'll be watching one of those games. In the four o'clock hour. So, uh, yep, seven one eight five zero eight nine eight eight three is the number. Let me see where else we're going. So those. So oh, so let me do the oh. So so the Buffalo Bills took on um, the Carolina, and let me tell you something. The Carolina shut down McCoy. McCoy only uh, averaged an zero point eight yards of rushing. So and um and uh what do you call it? They they held everything down. Um Tyrod only uh completed seventeen of his passes and um and Newton, my God, Cam Newton was sacked about five or six times. Um so they, they just were sacking, sacking and uh, the defense were 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 sacking, a lot of sacks. Um, you know, yeah, he was sacked like six times, um, Cam. And uh, they got, and of course they got to, they got to to uh, to Tyrod. Cam Newton, he threw for uh, 228 yards. Um, and of course he came down to the last play with Zay Jones, where Zay dropped the ball. You know, it was a rookie, and he didn't have it. No big, no big deal. No big shape. Uh, no, no problems uh, there. That's the football side of it. So, so right there, um, 
it was a week two. We're heading into week three. Tomorrow night's going to be a big game. I'm looking forward to it. So that should be that should be good. So I gave you my picks. Um, my fantasy, I'm doing 0-2. I'm horrible right now with fantasy. Hopefully I'll get better. Uh, you know, picking up players, dropping players. Also, as I mentioned tonight on the show, um, I want to talk about something that I want to talk about this, um, the schedule. I have the, the schedule for 2017-18 schedule. Um, here it is right here. Uh, season 3 of Supergirl uh, premieres um, October 9th on the CW. And they're slated for 22 episodes. Um the the Flash season four premieres on Tuesday eight o'clock, um, October tenth. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow season three cup, uh, appears right uh, right after that um, at nine o'clock time, same date. Um, Arrow season six, they're uh, they're coming on um, October twelfth in uh, two thousand. 17. Uh, the Walking Dead uh, Season 8 is going to be appearing October 22nd. And Punisher Season 1, uh, they say they think in November 17th, and that's on Netflix. Uh, and there's one more that I wanted to talk about. Gotham. Uh, Gotham's coming, Gotham is coming back. Uh, let's see. Gotham Returns. Um, Gotham returns on the 21st. Oh, maybe not. Yep, new day, uh, September 21st. Um, so that should be, that should be good for, for Gotham. So, so yeah, so we're looking forward to it. Uh, am I, I'm missing, I missed something else. We're going to go back to it. We're definitely going to go back to it. Um, here it is. The Inhumans. Um, finally, the royal family focused on this stunning ABC series that will um, view across IMAX screens before hitting your TV. Um, and, uh, and yeah, the premiere for that is uh, September 29th. So. And that's it. And that's your look right there of all the stuff that's coming on with the comic books. But between um, between Bobby the Brain, Heenan tonight, talking about Bobby, and all the wonderful guests, and then talking with Brian Ashworth and talking with all these guys and stuff, I just want to thank everybody. I've had a great night, and I'm going to go. But I want to leave you with this. Um, love and respect everybody. And also, you know, just do your thing and enjoy life and live like Bobby the Brain Heenan lived. Um, he lived a great life, and he will be missed. You know, Bobby will be missed. We love, we love Bobby, and uh, and yeah, that's it. But uh, so long, farewell, bye bye. Don't forget, this week we're gonna have the Mojo Sports Show. I'll be calling up, and I'm sure a lot of other people will be talking about football because we're up to football. So, guys, have a great night. Support Totally Driven Radio Entertainment Network. See you guys next week. We're going to have a big show.